0: In today's episode, Dave interviews Matt Craig. Matt is an alum of Second City and has appeared on Key & The Office, and According to Jim. He is an Emmy-nominated writer who's written for Saturday Night Live and is currently writing for WB's Webbit. Matt is also part of the improv duo Frank and Matt with Frank Gaetti. I'm Ian Foley, and this is ADD Comedy.
1: Um, Jim Stahl was here the other day. Who's a Second City alum. You know Jim? I do know Jim. He was here, and uh, uh, he said, fuck like 30 minutes into it, and he goes, I could say fuck, right? But he didn't, He, I don't think he remembered that I said fuck like 15, 20 minutes earlier than that. So I just, I so come out of the gate. Yeah,
0: he was warming up to it. I'll I, try and save my F for like a, a moment. Like, I'll see if I can hold off entirely. Yeah. I mean, you know, why not? Why not? I mean. You know what? You only get a certain amount of fucks in your life. It's true. I have this theory. I think of, of that word. Uh-huh. I think of it as like you know your ace in the hole. You're gonna have yeah. it back there, so you can drop it into any situation. Yeah. PTA meeting. Right. You know uh, anything that really t- like gives it a sense of this matters really se- all of yeah a this matters. A, talking to your to, talking to your, your your you have one kid or kids. Two kids. You have two kids. So yeah. talk to your kids. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the they know I'm serious when I drop that word. Oh yeah, and you know they're serious when they drop. And they're the four word. and one. So yeah, they know. So one year old like, one year old saying fuck. I have had my daughter, as I actually repeated that word. Oh, I would imagine. Yeah. But the one-year-old, not yet. Not yet, but it's adorable when a <laughs> four-year-old walks around saying that word. It's really adorable. I think I it would
1: really, I think, you know, it's a, it's really interesting to me, it's like there's a first for everything. Yeah. So there's a first time that you say fuck. There's also a last mm-hmm. time that you say fuck, too. Mm-hmm. There's a last time that you do a bunch of things. So uh, I, I, I'm going to get it out of the way because I don't want it to be like right, fuck. You you were just saying uh, that's more clinical than it is. Well, I'm getting it out
0: of the way so I don't feel uh, you
1: know like I can't say it. I'm not going to count that. I'm not going to count that. I'm not going to count that. Okay. Good. All right. Then I'm not going to count that. This thing is on. I didn't. I didn't fake it. Um, (laughs) I have a theory about uh, things. Mm -hmm. I have a bunch of theories. One of my theories is this: we don't die from like a disease. Mm -hmm. We don't die from a disease. What we die from is we're born with a certain amount of words. Each person is given an okay. inventory of words.
0: Some people have more. Some people have less. Luck of the draw. Oh, I see. So the, the amount of words actually fluctuates. I, I thought yeah. you were going to say set number of words. No, but no, no. Now no. I mean Each person has different person. amount of words. Like if the universe thinks that you need more words, they're going to give you more words.
1: If the universe thinks that you don't need enough words when you're born, you're going to give, like, get less words throughout
0: your life. Right. So... Um, is there a value given to those words though because no, no, fewer it's just words, words, words could have greater value i,
1: I haven't i have
0: maybe there is i have to figure I out I like the idea though what if it was just everyone was given the same number of words and mm-hmm. then more people would die mid sentence uh, right? because there would be a point where they'd be maybe well, here's the if it was word related it would there'd be more word like sentence interruption to immediate death i don't know that that is not true mm-hmm. i i don't know that that is not true cuz i'm not keeping inventory of everybody's
1: words so as far as i know Everybody gets the same amount of words, but people talk to themselves in the car. And you are like, do. I don't and I want to go, don't do that. You're wasting your words. You're wasting your words. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Or um, saying more words than you need to. Then I have this theory, too, that could save your life, Matt. Okay. I am not I'm, anything to help. Yeah. No, you have kids. Yeah. Um, and this is that you get... I think that we end sentences when we really don't need... Yeah. I feel that people think they have to...
0: And this is a fascinating podcast. <laughs> For the people that are like, oh, they're, they're, oh I get it. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, we don't... I guess I do the don't have to finish listening to it. Let's try and do the rest of this without
1: talking. <laughs> it's not just... It's, not, it's, without, it's like without having words yeah. that we really don't need to have where it is that we don't need those words.
0: Well, I certainly, yeah, I agree that... Uh, over talk certainly
1: well when you're writing don't you think because when for, i feel like when i'm writing even if it's when i'm writing a letter an email or whatever yeah. it's going to be i'm going to look through that and say what don't i need but also when i'm directing i'll say period just stop talking right there yeah 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 Yeah. because um, we talk ourselves out of the power of what it is that we're saying yeah. by diluting it with more words
0: yeah and yeah and you want people to, to play along and if you spell it out too much, then people, it, it actually disconnects. Exactly. If it, I say, it, I love sunny days, and I leave it at that, then right. people can all relate to that because everybody loves sunny days, right. but for different reasons. But if right. I say, I love sunny days because, right, then all of a sudden there are certain people in the audience, if I say, I love sunny days because the squirrels are out, people are like, what is he talking about? They're and up. also, we end on squirrels are out. i have yeah. totally lost the sunny days. Yeah. Because now all we're all talking sudden, about squirrels are out. Everyone's thinking about squirrels, and right. we keep talking about sunny days. It's... I think that that's one of the things that you can do. Sorry it's so hot in here. It's just hot in here. Oh, no. And I'm always... Yeah. I'm hot-blooded. Yeah. Check it. Um, so.
1: I will. Uh, do you, what temperature would you have? Oh, no, no. I uh, Probably like 98. Wouldn't it be 103? I mean, when that... Yeah, because you're hot it's blooded. It feels is. Like I'm hot blooded. 98 is just regular. Yeah, but if you want me to check in and see, it better be 103. Yeah, I'm just, whatever. Like, you do what you want. Are. are like 103. What? It's like 100. It's like 100. It might be. It might yeah, be I 103. It. it might be 104. I'm no scientist. I just. I mean, I'm not a doctor. Ish. I'm. I'm a doctor. Ish. We're doctor-ish. all doctor-ish. Yeah. At times. Yeah. When we're like, you know. Have you had to, uh, like, when your kid fell down or something? Have you had to, like a splint on their broken, contusioned arm or anything no, like that?
0: No, nothing like that yet, but I do play Dr. Daddy, uh-huh. which is, you know, because they do fall down, they magnify the situation. and so, Right. They're so, make a big deal out of everything kids do. What's up with that?
1: Like, why are they asking for so much attention?
0: Well, I think part of it is that they, I mean, imagine when everything is brand new. I, sometimes when I think my daughter's throwing a tantrum, I think it's more or less because she's experimenting with anger and expressing herself in volume, and what happens, like, you know, I think there is a point where you have to kind of look and say, like, I'm going to see what happens if I defy authority. Right. And but we all do it, right? Right. Yeah. And so she will test you in that, and it's more, uh, I, yeah, I really do think it's like, I try and lo- learn through them in that moment of, like, what is it like to experience, like, anger for the first time? Right. Or say Fuck. For the first time. Right? Well or or connect that that's the best time to use that word. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) uh, uh, I remember (laughs) saying God damn for the first
1: time. I was four. And my one of uh, of my friends told me, Don't say that word. It's like fuck, I'm gonna use it. Um, I didn't say fuck I'm gonna use it. I'm goddamn I'm gonna use it. And I think it was the only time my folks took the dial out and washed my mouth out with it. Really? I'm pretty sure I remember that. I because I connect that story with a taste in my mouth. Really? They
0: never did it again. I think my folks hit me once, and that's all. Yeah, I had a couple of hits. A couple. Well deserved, I should also say. My, I my want parents to say that. patient, and they were saints. This is no reflection on my, my parents at all. They're amazing. But uh, but I deserve it. And sometimes I feel like, uh, you know, there there is a time and a place for everything. So, uh, but it, uh, is but that, I never got my mouth washed out with soap. I know my brother did. He did? Yeah. Was he older so, or younger? Older. Uh huh. Um, so they. He had learned. Uh, fuck, I think it was fuck, uh-huh. from the next-door neighbor who... Uh, Always the next-door neighbor. Yeah, who was, for me, it was older Barry. and was, yeah. played basketball next door and yeah. taught my brother the word, and then my brother used it around the house, and then... Oof, yeah. Boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for me, it was Barry Candle. Candle. That was
1: his name? That was his name. Well, I want to tell you this. On, my, on, that, on that block across... Uh, across We lived in townhouses, so it was town, a row of townhouses facing another row of townhouses, where the candles and the peace... P-E-A-C-E. Ron Ron Peace and Kenny and... uh, Peace and Candles. The Peace and Candles. But here's another thing that I told before. Um, uh, So uh, I'm putting three rectangular things on the table here. Um, So my family moved into the house right here. So I'm pointing to an empty space. Mm -hmm. Uh, To the left were the fish. They were the fish. That was their name. F-I-S-H. F-I-S-H. And to, to, to the east, there were the fish. To the west, there were, they were the birds. B-Y-R-D-S. So we moved in between the fish and the birds. And Crazy, across, right? And across from, the, from Peace and Candles. No, the Peace and Candles are a different place. Oh. But here's another thing. My uncle, I told this story before, my aunt, Anne Rosowski, married... uh no, I'll tell you this part of the story first. My mom's... My great-uncle and great-aunt were Oscar and Evelyn Plate. P l a i t. My aunt, this is on my mom's side, my dad's sister, Anne Rosowski, married Walter Bowl. So I have aunts and uncles, <laughs> plates and bowls, and we live next to the fish and the birds. <laughs> and the fish and the birds. Which is just like one of those things where you go, come on, that's John Irving. That's
0: yeah. not, that's a John Irving story. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I don't have any, you know, I've never had anything like that. I never moved before like, between the spoons and the, the forks. Mm, no. I can't relate. You're a marvel to me, right? Yeah, yeah, no, it's pretty fantastic. It is unique. It is unique. It is
1: unique. I mean, it's unique also. The plates and the balls and the birds and the fish, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I think that there's another one, but I can't remember what it is right now. I think there's another one. But I look, at, I look at so many things, and I think, when you push it back, because I didn't think I realized this until I was in my 30s. Mm-hmm. That that I mean, knew the fish and the plates, but I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm fishing the birds, but I, like, didn't wait a minute, I, I know. And I got the bowls and the plates. Yeah, um, to look at our life, to look to look at those moments ago, go. Everybody has those awesome things in their life. Yeah, and we just get to look at it. I love sitting back and and just checking shit out that I haven't taken a look at in a long time, yeah. like your kids do,
0: when they're looking at
1: something for the first time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's allowing yourself to to. Uh, yeah, truly experience everything. Marvel at it. Absolutely. Because you know, I witnessed, uh, Phoebe as my daughter, I witnessed her experience cold for the first time. Like the sensation of cold on her tongue. Because when they're born, you, they don't have anything that's cold. Right. And she had reached an age where we could give her a popsicle and it was like watching her touch like fire to her face. She like touched the popsicle to her tongue and like pulled it away and stared at it and like turned it around and was like, what is this frozen thing? And I no, didn't even have the word. No, nope, she wasn't even thing? talking. I mean, she right. was probably nine months old, 10 months old, I guess. Right, right. Yeah, all uh, supervised, all 100% supervised. Yeah, you, you could say it, but nobody's going
1: to believe it. Um, then there's also those people that have the videos of people who, who are taping their children walking and seeing their shadow for the first time. Yes.
0: Yeah. I'm getting Kids are stupid. Yeah, Matt, kids are stupid. It really is. I can't decide if it's like. Um, I have a theory about, like... The Transformers are outside right now. I, yeah, just want, uh, I don't want everybody to be scared. Well, but, yeah, they're about to come in. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's Bumblebee? Is that the name of it? I don't know. I like
1: Donatello and... Am I, am I getting that right? Uh, uh, the Transformers? Donatello? I want
0: to like the Transformer movies. I just... I don't... I can't... I don't know what I'm watching. When I watch it, I... It just looks like... Um, the innards of a clock for two and a half hours. Like, I don't know what is going on. It makes me feel like I'm 150 when I'm like, am I supposed to get what these robots transforming for two and a half hours? Is that supposed to be entertaining? Well, for me, that's the thing. I, I know a lot of people go, I, cause a lot of people are, are, are referencing the
1: Matrix. I've heard a lot lately, where people go, "It's like The Matrix." And I'm going, "This is The Matrix to me, for me." I'm sitting and I'm watching The Matrix, and I'm going, "Okay, now that guy knows that guy, and they live over here, and he's got the, and he's he's the one that's he's connected to that, and they know. Oh wait, who's that? Okay, all right. then now there's that guy. So there's that guy. Uh, he's come from another. Now they're fighting. Oh, that's cool. And yeah. no, um, wait, none of this is real. And then uh, okay, now they're all everybody's walking in the street. And, and I guess it's not real, or maybe it's real. I don't know. Maybe it's real. And then after a while, I go, "Fuck it." That's pretty.
0: Yeah. That's a cool thing. Yeah. Look at that make a move like that. He yeah. He can't do that. Look at how he much. spins around. The rain stopped. That doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't usually happen.
1: Right. So I'm looking wow. at it from that point of view, yeah. which is kind of like, a, it's a childlike vision yeah. of it. But I just give up. I give up on all that shit. Yeah. Fucking can't figure it out.
0: Yeah. But I did six years of lost. Yeah. Yeah. Which was a. A waste of my fucking time. Yeah. It was a long, a long walk to a thimble of... Air. Nothing, yeah. (laughs) Uh, There was a collective, like, you know, there were very few things that unified the country in the same way of the the collective fuck that was yelled at the end of that (laughs) series finale. Like, really? Really? Really, the whole time? It's what everyone thought for six years? I also hated how they resolved things on that show because it was just toss-away lines. So like, they had so many loose threads that it would be like, the polar bears are here because we brought them here and put them in cages. And then, <laughs> but what about this? Well, the smog monster was actually this. This was very good. But that guy this. gets to do more movies. Yeah. Yeah. That I won't see. Well, but you know what? For like me, I feel,
1: like, I, feel like, I feel like most things in that are being sold right now are clearly not for me. I've, I've gone past the point of whatever it is that you're selling, I need it or want it.
0: Yeah. Well, I have that thought all the time, which is when anything new comes out, the first thing that goes through <clears> my mind now is I like this because it reminds me of, and then I think, why don't I just watch that or listen to that album or, right? you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'll hear a new album and I'll be like, God, this is great. Cause it reminds me of the Talking Heads. Like there, there's an energy. And then I'll be like, man, and the Talking Heads are fucking great. So I'm like, why not just go back and listen to every single Talking Heads album God that you already damn it. have? I love the talking movies. heads. Well, yeah. you uh, you did you and I uh, and
1: because I, I, I don't meet new people like this, Matt. I don't meet people who go who are into the dead like that. I and am. I know you are. That's why I'm, I'm bringing it up. Yeah. Like the idea. Of, oh, wait a minute. Someone that I could talk to about that. Yeah. And you had or had not gone to shows? I have. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 And um, uh, probably six I, or seven. But but you know that was I, was, I wish they were still around. I, I saw them a lot. I do. Too. Because Jerry Garcia died when I was 22. Uh-huh. And I remember where I was for that. So, and I
1: also talked to somebody who, just recently, who was in some city out east when Jerry died, Bobby and the, uh, Bobby and the, Bobby and the, the band that he had, the Bob Weirs band. Oh. Uh, Bobby and the... It wasn't further or anything like that. But anyway, they were playing was that the night. New one. Yeah, they were yeah. playing that night. And when he died? They were playing that night when he died. They, he died during the day, and Bobby and the Midnight's? No. Yeah, Bobby I mean, and the Bobby and the Cruisers? No. Bobby was playing to that make it night. Up. Bob was playing that night, and this guy went to the show. And I got to tell you, when I think about when I think about my life, the Grateful Dead shows had such an impact yeah, on passion. That on rhythm, on drumming, but passion. Also, the idea of sitting still and letting the shit wash over you. The experience of the sound, the experience of the whole whole collective of people dancing and the drugs that I was doing and eating and the weather and everybody was fucking chill monsters.
0: Right, right. That's I think the enjoyment is uh, of the Grateful Dead is the idea that once you if you love a song you can hear different interpretations of it when you listen to a certain con that's why certain concerts by the Dead when they're really on they play these interpretations of their own songs that are right just kind of what we're talking about about like kind of re-experiencing your own thing and I do think it's so much about you know I think artistically that's got to be that's what I love about it is that you're experiencing something that they experienced for the first time with them with them and then. It, you'll never hear it that way again. Exactly. And, and that's the hardest part for me to explain to people because um when people are like, "Yeah, I've listened to some of the, their albums and I don't like them." I'm like, "Well, if you like the, you know, if you like their albums and you like that music, to me it's like there's so many bands that are like this. It's just the Grateful Dead was the first that I feel like and has such an amazing catalog of said music, but you know, like I wasn't a huge Radiohead until I saw them live and I actually prefer Radiohead live. I prefer live music to recorded mm-hmm. music. Mm-hmm. But you have to have this foundation with which to start. It's the equivalent of a good any good sketch that you write is the idea that you do it once and it's that way. But if you do it multiple times, it changes in interpretation. It changes in rhythm. If you see the same show over and over, it's the same thing. I mean, it's that same idea that like, uh, and that's your that's my goal. That's our goal, right? That you create something artistically that you kind of help shepherd along, and then ideally, Dylan is such a good example of this. It's like. We're back as a new version of this, I think, that is like let's create stuff for other people to interpret, open it up to this bigger picture of like how do we feel about this. I, the so, the, the, the but Dylan, the shows were great. I mean, but, they were but Dylan, like, but going back, great. Dylan.
1: Yeah. Uh, I've never seen Radiohead, but I love them so much. I'm just a huge fan. And another album's coming out this year, by the way. Yeah. One day I went, there's got to be a new album coming out, and I Googled it, and they just announced it that day. What? So anyway. Um, Serendipity. You're connected. I am the connected. Entity. I make shit happen. It's not no. connected. I make shit happen. You walked out uh, and just like opened your arms. Full, what I love about Dylan, I, whatever you want, you tell me later and I'll I'll, I'll get it for you. Um, whatever. <laughs> what I think about Dylan is Dylan takes Dylan takes from the universe, creates his own thing, and then fucks it. Say fuck. It goes fuck it. Fuck it, it doesn't matter. And people could go, oh, you stole that from that. It's like, who owns anything, man? Who the fuck owns
0: anything? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I get that there's a question, yeah. Dylan, as an artist, Is it's undeniable. You can't, you know, and the fact that, like, just because, um, I mean, my my stance on that is, is yeah, I mean, I think people are affected by anybody. Like, and in any artistic community, you're, you know, that's the idea that we just were talking about. Mm-hmm. And in his beginnings, when they all said he stole songs from other people, you know, they were all playing in the same club. They were doing a thing. Maybe he did play straight out, you know, but his con- consistent contribution, and it's his lyrics that really matter, that right. I think, are so, that connect everything. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's a weird argument. I think, um, and, and just his consistency and his, I mean, I don't know. Dylan is one of those rare people that, like, I love his music, but I don't know if I like him. And, and but, <laughs> you know but the way, that's the way I feel about about Miles Davis. Yeah,
1: I go. Yes, you know, another, but I also yeah. you, you, you can look at Jerry Garcia and say the same yeah. thing. You know, you can look at those people and go. I like Jerry. <laughs> well, but but Jerry was also kind of an asshole sometimes. Yeah, he too. was. Yeah, you, I mean, but that's the you idea, know? idea is that
0: we're all human. And like, I, I love that. I love and the idea. Uh, to a certain extent, like anytime I read stuff that it's that it's about what the person is up to or what they're doing, um, that never matters to me about no. who you know. Uh, I get excited about. Yeah. I mean, that's the idea to me, I think, is that uh, whatever you're doing in order to try and get something out that's open for interpretation, it shouldn't have anything to do with how that came to be. Uh, The the more I think about it, because I was talking to somebody else
1: about this, I can't remember. who I was uh, talking to somebody else about it yesterday. Uh, The how and the why never matter. Like how it got here, why it's here, it right. fucking doesn't matter. What matters is it's here. Right. And I think that so many people are going, oh, how did it? and particularly because I just broke up with this woman, and she was so into the why, the why that happened. And I feel like, why are we asking why? The why doesn't matter. I don't think the why matters. Or how did we get to this? For me, I feel like this is where we are, and we cannot go back in time and change anything. All that we can
0: do is accept where it is that we are right now. Right. Right, and, I agree. Yeah, like, well, uh, why matters for transition or movement, in my opinion. Uh, explain what that means. To me, uh, like, if you want to be in the moment, if you want to be truly in the moment, the why doesn't matter. Right. Be here. Be be here. Talk. Yes. Be focused. Leave baggage. Be here now. Why yes. doesn't matter? Who you are, who I am, what we are, our points of view, and how we talk about them—that's what matters. The why the next why is why matters in transition? When this is over, I should be like now. What do I have to do next? Well, I have to go there. Why? Because I have to do this. Because I have to do this. Because I have to do this. But then when I get to that next spot, I mean, like when I leave here, I go to work. When I get but to work, but do you think
1: about the why? You really think about the why?
0: No, or do not, you, you I'm just saying do it. that. I'm saying that like in the moment, the why. I'm a right. Just but when you say I'm going,
1: okay, I've got to go. I, I have to go to work. Right? You leave here and you say I have to go to work. Yeah. You don't think I? I leave here. I have to go to work because you know the kids need to be fed. You just go, I'm going to work. I'm on my yeah. way to work. I yeah. am on my way to work. And yeah. I, I, Anything for me, I feel, and it's a practice, anything that takes me out of the moment to make me think about why I'm doing something, or it, it gives me an opportunity. <laughs> Those give me the greatest opportunity for me to question anything I'm doing in that moment. Yeah. Why am I doing that? Well, let's weigh it out. Is that worth it? I don't know. Is that not worth it? Or it's worth it. It's clearly worth it. Is it worth it? Is it, it? it going to be worth it tomorrow? Instead of just saying, you're going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're going to do this. I'm either I'm going to do this or I'm not going to do this. And here's another thing, I plan on doing this. I, I could not happen to yeah. you know it could not happen. Oh boy. Uh, and, uh, and 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 uh, the the drama that's brought into I don't know if I just have this lifestyle or if I'm just retarded in some way. I don't mean to say retarded. I mean to say mentally retarded. Yeah. That's yeah. That makes it you okay. Don't want right. To be physically retarded.
0: No. Mentally retarded.
1: No. No, but the idea of I look at a lot of things and say, my default is not, I'm going to have a problem with this. Or my default is not, I'm going to have a problem with this. My default is, I, I want to see if that's going to work. And what I mean by that is, I have removed all the people from my life who, I think for the most part, who are eors. Who are Yeah, s- you want to be surrounded by yes. Yes, people. Yes, people. But also people who look at things and go, "Here we are right now." And when we surround ourselves, but with those people, I think that it helps us to move forward. Oh yeah, in our
0: lives. Sure. Well, I do find it. Um, I, I think that yeah, I think there's very little to be uh, to be discovered from. Trying to figure out what's going to happen next by talking it out, but it's also people are bringing in like, "Why did you do that to me last Tuesday?" Or I have a feeling about man, He did that to me. Why did he do that to me? Instead, so just I call fucking... them contrarians. Contrarians. That's what I call them. It's people that are like always contrary, always going against the grain, thinking that, uh, yeah, or worrying about shit they shouldn't worry about. Did you
1: always have this, or because you you had a you had a medical con- uh, you had a medical
0: uh, emergency challenge, condition, whatever the fuck yeah. you want to call it. And you were out for how long? Uh, it's, well, I mean, like you mean all told or in the hospital. Yeah. I was in a hospital. Yeah. For, well, uh, led, there was a period of time where you could not go downhill skiing. Right.
1: What, what, how long was that time? Uh, probably. Not that you ever did go downhill skiing. Yeah, but probably about a year. A year. Yeah. So within that year, it was close. We almost lost that, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Almost. Twice. Twice. So what is it, and maybe we talked about this, but I can't remember, what is it that happened? How is is pre-that
0: Matt different than post-that Matt? I mean, not a lot, not huge personality changes, but certainly different motivation and different priorities. And um, I like to think uh, I gained quite a bit of serenity of, of that being the moment. But
1: that's, isn't that a huge thing though?
0: It really is. I mean, it's funny because everybody, and it is, let me make that perfectly clear that this time in my life was uh, tragic and crazy and scary and awful and dreadful, but it also has turned out to be a very eye-opening, empowering, uh, you know, it's like anything else. I lived through it and I learned from it and Mm -hmm. I think I'm a different person now on this side. Not, not again, not huge. I was, I always think I've been kind of fortunate with having an optimistic outlook. I'm, I've always been for the most part, genuinely happy. Like I, I can compartmentalize my baggage, which is part of my personal issue. But I mean, I have my own slings and arrows, but for the most part, like I was upbeat, outgoing, friendly, personable. Um, and this experience just made me realize to be a little bit more grateful about it and a little bit at times, more selfish about it as as far as like really making sure that in the grand scheme of things, I was always very concerned about community and and giving to the community. And sometimes I think every once in a while, I just need to make sure I take care of me as a community. (laughs) The community of me. And that's the health thing. I mean, that is the health thing that is the big thing that makes you realize like, well, you never know when your time is up. And because of that, you need to have certain ducks in a row and priorities so that um. You know when in it when that does well it will happen when it happens you're you're prepared for it everybody's prepared for it. I, that, the idea of the community of
1: me. Yeah, that's such an awesome idea. Yeah, it's such an awesome thought. The community of me because I I I really believe that there is. Um. A chronic altruism or a fatal altruism, where we go, it's really important for me to take care of all these other people, but without. If, if I don't take care of the community of me, and that is, what right. do I need, what do I love doing, what do I love pursuing, what don't I want in my life, right. what do I want more of in my community of me, right. what do I want in that community of me? And when we look at things in that way, and I, and I go back to this, I think one of the reasons that we don't really focus on, nor have I ever heard the phrase, the community of me, is one of the reasons is, um, that idea
0: of oh, you got to be humble, and you have to take care of the world, and you got to take. The most- but what I'm learning is that in these moments, by taking more, by by focusing a little bit more on myself and who I am, I have become a better husband, father, friend, teacher, coach, employee, writer, improviser. Everything has improved has improved, and because that has improved, it actually makes me more viable and more good to the community and so it's weird because my feeling was i always wanted to give to the community and make sure i was you know helping others and and see their ideas and validate them and give them notes and give them feedback and and nurture the community get everyone to grow and everyone to grow but in doing all of that for the community i wasn't i had stopped to a certain extent doing that for myself which is what am i working on that i want to see grow what is it i am doing And I always thought that was really selfish. And the truth of the matter is, is in these moments since this illness has passed and I'm back on my feet and doing all this stuff that my growth has actually allowed me to do more for the community. Mm -hmm. I've been able to open up more doors for people, try and get people jobs, try and get people in front of people, try and, you know, um, yeah, I mean, in in a weird way, it's like okay, this is a win win situation. I, 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 like, I, I bel- that's what I mean. That like nothing really changed. I've always been altruistic in the fact that like it is my hopes and dreams that all of us, of course, find of fulfillment course. and and find artistic. You know, that's the idea. Is that I I am my. Optimistic cheerleader. I am one of those guys who will. I am my optimistic cheerleader. Yeah, you are your own optimistic cheerleader, and I've... for you and for everybody. Well, but the thing is, for you. Yeah. Well, I. You know.
1: I'm not. I'm. Not, I'm. I'm not saying you're being selfish. Or I'm. I'm not. I'm also not saying. Hey. Well, I think a little bit on saying that we all could use a more. I think we all could use to redefine the parameters of selfish. In order for us to take more care of ourselves. Well,
0: and and selfishness and responsibility are fucking the same thing, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. And the problem is, is that we don't think of it that way. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, me needing to do certain things to provide for my family is responsibility, not selfishness. Me saying I can't do X, Y, Z because I have to do ABC because ABC pays more and not the not, I got not the tv show. Right. Let's call it B B C B C D. You want to call it BBC. Let's call it NBC and just not it. that clear it up. <laughs> Anyhow, if that makes sense, like, you know, there was a point where I really was, you know, uh trying to like I, I did, I felt like, you know, how do you do this? How do I And then this has been an ongoing discussion with other people that I work with, even freelancing, which is like I needed to start setting parameters that allowed me to say I can't just do work for not you know no reason oh boy it either has to be and and you know these are inversely proportional either a, a shit ton of money for something that has zero creative reward or you know a ton of creative reward for zero money right and then the ideal is to find one that is somewhere in the middle absolutely know, like that's the idea and yet, <laughs> that is I like, think okay i feel both Creatively we need to go through i think that we need to go through
1: all those things the things that don't pay us <clears throat> but give us Excuse a lot me. of heart or the things that pay us a lot and have no soul we have to go through those things at least to, oh, yeah. because we we then have to go yes. what are our parameters so we keep pushing that Again, what is that definition that serves my community of me, the community of I? What is it serving that community? Um, uh, uh, It's so many of us, and I've talked about it before, so many of us don't work because we don't have self-worth. I'm sorry, don't get paid because we don't have self-worth. Right. And we need to have that self-worth at least to <laughs> ask. And I think one of the things that I realize as I get older is this word that at one point uh, could have killed me has become nothing. And that word is no. And the no is, are you interested? No. Like, all right, you're not interested. Right. That used to kill me. Right. What do you mean you're not? Because the ego needed to, mm, and my expectations were so, and right. now the no is like, all right, your no is just, a, your no is a junction, and now I either turn right or I turn left.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and to a certain extent, no's to if they're they're to the point and no, then then great. Like, I mean, that was one of the big learning curves for me after this was learning how to say no right. as a person. Like we are that thrive on yes, I am a you know kind of a yes addict. And so that was part of it, too, but sometimes it was like, I need to make sure that wherever I am, I'm a hundred percent. Yes, that's what I mean by compartmentalizing from from move to move to move. And it got to the point that I was like, if I take on one more thing, then that chips away at it. And what good is it being involved in ten projects at fifty percent when you can be involved in five projects at a hundred percent that also also gives you that other half of that time? For the community of me. Mm-hmm. Right. For the moment to read a book, for the moment to play with your kids, for the moment to go on a walk, for the moment to see a movie, for the moment, which is the true reward of being a human, which is a, able to share in the bigger community, which I was losing, you know, to a certain extent of just being able to be an observer, to be a part of it, as opposed to be the person who is functioning on it. But so, yeah, it's a. I, I, it, that,
1: it, we do have to experience those things.
0: and the idea of who are you you're not really even an observer anymore that's the problem is that in the effort of me trying to be such a part of the community I wasn't even defined in the community anymore I mean I was I was I mean that like you know I was you know I was performing and doing everything normally but I wasn't really um, uh, I didn't you know know what I was contributing other than being an active part of the community Mm -hmm. to be an active part of the community, you have to be, in my opinion, you know. Present. Present, yeah, Yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was just such a whirlwind, and that's, I mean, when I got sick, that's what it was when I was in the hospital. I was like, man, my life is just like, if this is it, and it may have been, right? So, you know, I was like, okay, if this is it, like, what was I doing? You know, when I and, and I would have been proud of it. I mean, it's not that I'm un- you would have been not, proud of what of, of if I had died in the hospital uh-huh. and the way I had lived my life up to that point, I would have been proud of. But right. there were some the certain things that I needed, to, you know, that I wish I had done better. And I got uh-huh. that chance to do them. And that's, that's is
1: it, it now when you say better, because I, have,
0: I, I take uh, that word better has, has recently stood out to me because most, most of that has to do with like I was a, uh, a young father. I, I understand Mo- that. Yeah. But, but my I, I'm, I'm cutting you off intentionally because you're wrong. No, I'm cutting off intentionally
1: because (laughs) better, because for me, better, I, when I hear somebody say better, it's such a judgment on the past, you know what I mean? I could have done it better, Um, but you're not appreciating where it is, because if I say to you, how are you feeling, you say, I'm feeling better, that doesn't answer my question of how you're feeling right now, because you're bringing the past into it. Right. Okay. Right. So that's why there's a word better. But also your journey, your, educa- your process, your educational journey, your process yeah. wasn't finished. So young father, all those things that you experienced at that time, yeah, being a young father and saying, well, I didn't do this the way that I would do it again if I had the opportunity to do yeah. it again. You can't. Better is so connected with regret to me. Um, that I feel like letting that go in that moment and knowing what you did in that moment, you weren't air, You weren't airdropped into that situation. All the decisions that you made in that moment were predicated upon the actions that you had prior to that. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And so when I hear people say better, I want to go, well, oh, I don't know what that means. Uh, because what you were doing at that time was the best that you felt that you could do at that time. You probably
0: didn't even think about it. You didn't weigh it out. Right well i mean i did always have this idea that that i was you know like giving a lot to the community and that at some point i would be able to be like this is really what i want to do you know Mm -hmm. i am one of those people that was waiting to strike for the you know um so i mean some of the changes that i made were to yeah i mean like yeah some of it was in my control i mean that's the point is that some of it was me allowing myself to get overextended Mm-hmm. By saying yes to too many things but what was the what was what was the motivation for that? was the motivation
1: mindless or was the motivation excitement, living in the energy of the moment having being being seduced, if you will, which is great, by the fact that you could do all these fucking things
0: uh yeah, I mean some of that, yeah, some of that, and yeah, There's it it's definitely some of that, and it was also that the more I worked, the more I got paid mm-hmm. and at the time, I was mistaking thinking that the only way to be uh, value to your your family was by financially supporting them and of course so that was a, the, a a slight change too which of course is like, but you had to go through that yeah if you and, had to do let me make yeah i mean like believe me one of my biggest life lessons is that often the reaching for the brass ring the lessons that you learn the struggles and the ups and the downs is more re- rewarding in my humble opinion than actually grabbing the brass ring because the minute you grab the brass ring you're what do you what do you reach for next I think it's- for those of us that are driven by like that ambitious kind of sense of accomplishment, once mm-hmm. you accomplish, it doesn't satiate that need. That no. need needs something else, and you immediately start looking towards the future. So this thing that we're talking about is the journey, is the interesting thing. It is the thing that gets you to that, uh, you know, to that next brass ring, and then that, you know, that then. As crazy as it sounds, you. I personally hope that that reaching always happens. I,
1: I, for me, what you're talking about is what I've really been into these days, and it's the concept of life is not the brass ring. Life is the process. Life is the process. We are life yeah. is all process. Yes, that's what it is.
0: Well, and, and, t- and, and the true sense of calm that I'm trying to maintain right now is getting to the brass <clears> ring, <throat> and simultaneously, letting the the. What, what is next moment? But, but learning to contain that for as long as possible. Contain what? Both sensations. Got it. Right. Happy. Because, you know, what my problem was is that, like, you know, we both mutually had the goal of main stage at Second City. and I, re- I didn't. To, oh, you never did? I never did. Good for you. I never did. That's good. Man. I, never did.
1: <laughs> I, never, I never did. I never did. Se- I never had main stage. I never had ETC. I never had touring company. And I did all those things. Yeah. But it was like, oh, I'll do that. I guess
0: I'll do that. I suppose I'll do that. I'm sorry. I didn't no. mean to cut you off. But, you know, no, no, no. That's you know, for great. Me, and I think in hindsight, I wish, it was, I wish it was something that I did at some point in that process. I never had a, like, obviously everybody has the goal of saying that. And, and, and during my time, my generation mm-hmm. it was like, oh, it would be great to be on Main stage. Uh, oh, everybody I did. I was one of those people too. Yeah. And it was as I got to ETC, when I made it to ETC after all, you know, made it to a turn company, you know. Understood. Did we mention Second
1: City? Did we say Second City yet? Because no. this is all
0: about Second City. Okay, this is on, all about Second City. Right, I did. But, on, yeah. I, but it has, anyhow, the idea being is that when I got to the main stage, I immediately was like, what's next? What's next? Oh, really? And I don't think it fully allowed me to 100% enjoy my experience there, um, which, which is, you know, that's my issue that's my problem i bet man i bet a lot of people did that because and and one of the things that i
1: for me i felt like if i just stayed in the touring if i just stayed in the training center yeah that would have been enough yeah if I was just in the Turing company, that would have been enough. Yeah. Because every day that I was there, and I'm, I'm not, and I'm just saying, this is my experience. It, yeah. it, it's not looking at hindsight. It was an intentional feeling that I had. It was a feeling that I yeah. had at that moment that if I, it ended at the Turing company, great. If it ended in, in Second City Northwest, great. If it ended at ETC, great. If it ended at Main Stage, great. But all the time that I was there, I felt I
0: was there all the time. Yeah, well, and that's remarkable. That's great. Because I think that's... That's the sense, that's the peace of mind that I'm, that I, that, that's what I wanna maintain, is getting to that next stage, getting to that brass ring, letting that brass ring, you know, be for as long as you can. Let that brass ring be what it is while simultaneously looking for, and I think you can substitute that reaching, is when you can in that brass ring moment try and help be a part of the community you're region, in process you know? yeah, you're and, he- you're in and process it's what you it, 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 it's it's you going back and again I
1: I I want to rebrand that word process and I want to remove the the tinge of product yeah okay the idea that process is it, it process is in itself incomplete process is not in itself
0: incomplete yeah like process, process is What's that? Processed meat is incomplete meat. <laughs> it is yeah. incomplete meat. It's incomplete right, meat. It's right. not total meat. It's not it's total meat. It's still in process.
1: Right. It is on its way to be, I'm probably poop. Yeah, poop. It's on its way. But what is it really? Meat. What is it? I mean, we're all on our way to be poop of some poop. kind. Yeah. Aren't we? Full circle. <laughs> and scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. So, uh, yeah, so what you're talking about because really what you're also talking about is you're talking about a synergy. Uh, you're, you're talking about uh, 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 getting energy from energy, even to the point where you say uh, you want to be present so that the your 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 desire to be present, to be here in the moment, to be joyful in this moment, to be helpful in the moment, and altruistic in this moment, that spreads to other people, and just by you living that life. You are surrounding yourself with people that are attracted to that and they are surrounded by the people that are attracted to that and they're surrounded by people that are attracted to that.
0: Yes, and that continually builds and continually builds. And we don't have to do anything
1: intentional those of us who go, this is what it is that I'm doing. So whatever it is you thought was going to be the next thing, it doesn't fucking matter. I mean, right now, you may be looking at the next thing, but I think that you're also fully and wholly where it is that you are right now and knowing full well
0: that the next thing will come when the next thing comes right yeah yeah and that be by by being in process and allowing yourself to be physically mentally spiritually present whatever way you want to look at it by being in that process that the next thing the thing that you were in process for you can't define it will define itself when you're dead and yeah well and when but until the next brass ring so to speak then you move into that you read that the process starts again that is really if that's it or if this is it, that is it right. So you die. I mean, the idea is you can continually grow and define what it is that you want success at. Are, you do you do. think your job at uh,
1: Warner, Warner Brothers?
0: Yeah. Is your writing job there for
1: still doing Bugs? I'm still doing a It's a new Bugs Bunny cartoon right. called Wabbit. Okay. So your, your
0: Wabbit, this Wabbit, yeah. um, or the show Wabbit, um, is that a brass ring? It is for me, yeah. Uh-huh. It was in the fact that, you know, one when I got sick and I came out of being sick, uh, and the, the shortened version of that illness, if you're not aware of it, I got diverticulitis, which is a uh, descending colon disease. I love that you're looking at Caused at, me to, yeah. <laughs> right at the machine. <laughs> the machine. Uh, um. uh, but the long and short, it was an intestinal virus that was really sick. I ruptured. I had multiple surgeries. I was in and out of the hospital over the course of the year, but it was an intestinal virus that I almost died from twice. And, um, for the most part 100% healed i still have aches and pains every once in a while and there's like, certain things you, know, you can't eat yeah and there's certain things anyhow so it's but but it's over but that that was what that thing was so it's not mm-hmm. um, a recurring thing or anything at this point anymore the on. you board. don't want people to feel sorry for you yeah. you might want to you, you might want to have held on to that till the end yeah cuz people are going poor guy oh what a poor guy but it, yeah i mean like but that's part of it right i mean like you know it's a hand you dealt i beat it i beat death twice yeah we'll everybody <laughs> uh, okay, uh, there there's a knock at the door. <laughs> Hi, Grim Reaper. Uh but the the um it was for me because when I was in the hospital and the 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 job because for me I have always wanted to have uh any job <laughs> And that was my goal when I got out. That I was like, any job that allowed me to find that happy equilibrium behind financially being able to support me mm-hmm. and creatively being rewarding in this job is certainly it. Um, I mean, it's not—it's animation, so it's not—and and that's the thing with us. It's not crazy money. I mean, that's what I've learned from all this. That it's like I've had jobs that paid super, super great that weren't that fun. I've had jobs that paid nothing that were fucking awesome. So the idea of what I think my 40 plus years of experience has been at this point is finding these happy mediums. I mean, and that's kind of, I mean, I think a a bigger life lesson is, um, you know, youth is all about peaks and valleys and highs and lows. We were talking about my daughter earlier and, you know, you don't, you run out of kids vitamins and she throws a fit like... She just watched a body land in front of her from 100 floors. Like, like it's pitch, pitches and valleys. I mean, like, she's freaks out. She's totally joyous. A minute later, she's bawling. And I, I know this sounds weird, but I really do think that as we get older, what maturity really is is managing those peaks and valleys, and, and finding like this happy uh, moment. And then and when I say managing, it's also recognizing when to release the valve and allow yourself to feel utter and true joy and allow yourself to feel utter sadness, because it's the appropriate response at the time. That's what you're looking to do. Same with work, in my opinion, is that I got to a point that I was like, I don't want to be a millionaire. And I don't necessarily want to be famous. And I don't want this and don't want this. If those happened, that would be fucking great. What I want is you know a, a little bit of money so I don't have to worry about it so if my if I fall my daughter falls down and needs a splint that I have can take care of her you don't have can, to do it yourself yeah I don't have to do it I just shove her in a wagon and they like clip-clop down off the on the brownstone the fog anyhow the idea <laughs> being is that peaks and valleys and so this right. job is that job it's mm-hmm. that um, you know, it's a job. It is a job. But it's challenging and engaging and awesome. And creatively, it is 100% rewarding. Um, do I think there are other jobs out there that could be as rewarding? I don't fucking know. Well, here's another like, thing. Why, the moment that you do that to your life, you are removing yourself from here right now. Well, and I don't want to right now. Like That's, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's the thing is that uh, right now this job feels like we're all of my life experience has led me to it's uh-huh. it's it's i love improvisation obviously and i love writing and it's basically writing an improvised idea in your head for a iconic character who can do it right and we're all i what i'm kind of learning is that we're all bugs we all want to be clever and funny and bugs money, yeah <laughs> and so it's fun it's like mm. i can write with you in mind as bugs with your personality if depending on who I, or it, it's fun it's it's Um, it is a little bit of that everyman character and he is a bit of a hero and, and where my mindset is, I like where he's coming from right now, which is, he can be a little selfish if it, if it means, you know, well for him in certain situations, but he's also altruistic. He also sees wrongs in the world and he goes to fight them and, um, and it's improv based, you know, that was the thing that I most missed. And, you know, is that I, I like the idea that if I want Bugs to pull a grandfather clock out of his pocket, he can do it. And oh, we can boy. do it in improv. We right. can do anything we want in improv. Right. It's totally freeing. It's, it's not close your mind because there's limits. It's open your mind and let anything you want come out. And, and this, this particular gig right now is that same kind of a gig. Uh, I was talking
1: to Patrick Bristow. Do you know Patrick? I don't think I do. Uh, improv teacher, uh, he's, in the ground, he's an actor, really good. And we were talking about the idea that, because he's, he's a really great improv teacher, too, and I really love him, just a joyous guy. And we were saying that improv, improv for me is less about fiction and it's more about dream. Because whatever it is that you think is going to happen can happen. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like, oh, my God, uh, you know what you have? I'm sorry, but you have cruise ship, and we're going to have to do an operation to remove the cruise ship from your colon. Yeah. And then we uh, we perform a cruise shipotomy, yeah. or ectomy, a uh, cruise shipectomy out of you. And when we live our lives with the
0: idea... Which is how most cruise ships are launched, by the way. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's uh, how yes. they're made. If people don't know. Right. They're right. formed in the colon of men, and yeah, exactly. they're, they're launched <laughs> exactly. out, and you sail
1: on them. It's an anal launch of yeah. the SS turd. Yeah. And... Uh, I'm going to hope that that has never been said before. And that statement is, that sentence is a great statement. Yeah. It's an anal launch of the SS turns.
0: <laughs> Come on down. Candy floss. Exactly. Enjoy the launching of the SS to Take a picture
1: in front of the SS turn. Here yeah. it comes. And uh, uh, so the christening is just a little bit bloody. But the idea of uh, whatever it is that you want to happen is going to happen. And when we live, those of us who, who are doing this long enough, or at least uh, make who have transitioned. It's an interesting word. Transition from. Um, improvisation as an art form to improvisation as a way to look at at, at the universe. And those of us who have made that transitions, I think our lives are better because we we are, you know, it's cliche to say, say yes to everything. But at the same time, we're going, I'm going to accept that. I'm going to accept that. I'm going to accept that. And then I'm going to sit here for a moment and say, what if, 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 and just live in the joy of the continuation of the creative process. In that moment, I don't have to do anything with it. But I get to play what if.
0: Right. Right. There's a lot more room to at the beginning it, than you think for, if you can get everybody, the whole concept of yes and is if you can get everybody on the same page in a hurry, then you can all play together faster. So it literally is, you know, that's the thing that I think is most interesting about applying improv philosophy to life is um, it's amazing how rarely I get an opportunity to think like an improviser in the real world because of How often there is no game to play, (laughs) you know? Like it's like really, we've been in this meeting for an hour and a half, and we still haven't come up with something concrete that we can actually communicate about. Right. (laughs) So that's the most interesting thing. But that, you know, when you you, talk about the game to play,
1: you know, uh, I'm thinking, what? what, Like, do I always look for the game to play Uh, when I go to when I'm in? Because I love, I love supermarkets. I fucking love them. I could go every day. I yeah. really could go to Pavilions every single day.
0: Why don't you, man? What
1: uh, are you I, I, I do. You I do. not get a do-over. Did. Yeah, no, I know, <laughs> I know. I'm going to leave here when we're done. Um what the fuck do you do this year? Why aren't I we could be doing. In, like, I could be
0: doing. I could. Could be on Pavilions be, right now. Uh, Call it Pavilions with. we had with Rosowski.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hmm. well, it'd be Ralphs with Rosowski. Would be much better. But uh, well, tr- uh, Trader Joe's. My mom's name is Joe, so it would Trader Trader Joe's son. Um, yeah. We we've done one. Uh, I did one uh, podcast in uh, pavilion. <laughs> in pavilions, no. Uh, we did it one. Uh, what, what's it called? Where you go local? You go on location or whatever yeah. it is. Um, uh It's crazy. Laura Craft, you know Laura. Yes. So Laura Craft, Laura Craft, um, posted this picture of her favorite tree in L.A. Okay. Okay. How many trees are there in L.A.? Maybe over ten. Mm, I don't know. Maybe. I don't. Okay, I, no, I get no, hyperbolic no. when it comes yeah. to uh, uh, Arbor. We'll say twenty. So. She posts a picture of her favorite tree. Uh-huh. That's also my favorite tree. No. Nah. Yeah. Where is it, though? What it's tree in of? Larchmont. It's on it's on First Street. Is like it a First, specific... Is it, it in the it, middle it, of a park? No. It's on someone's land. It is... She posted this picture, and I and I posted a picture from, like, like a year earlier saying, no, that's my favorite tree. So we both... Like, is that crazy? That is
0: a little crazy, yeah. But that doesn't... And, that, you know... The world is full of wonder, Dan. It is. It's the bowls of the plates and the it's birds the and the fish. Of... It is. You know, it's one of those things where you go, wait a minute, yeah. wait a minute. If I
1: want to see that happen, yeah. what means that I can't see that happen? Yeah, yeah. And it's not that I'm going, who, who's... Uh, I don't know why I said that. Oh, pavilions. I love going shopping. Don't remember what it was that I was talking about. Uh, Oh, in line. That was it. In line. We
0: are like, sometimes my brass ring is going shopping.
1: Right. Um, No, uh, that's (laughs) it, but it's also this. Um, uh, Going shopping, being in line, playing the game. Uh, When I'm in line at pavilions, do I want to play that game with the... Not at pavilions. No. And I was just a a Rite Aid, and the guy really wanted me to play a a game with him. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I'm here to get a 9-volt battery because my smoke alarm kept going And I was like, yeah. fuck it. I'm going to have a podcast with Matt, and I need to not have that. And I was like, um, I'm looking for a 9-volt battery. She goes, aren't we all? Like, uh-uh, dude. I'm not playing that game. Yeah. I want to get my 9-volt and get the fuck out of here.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, then you're the no guy in that I situation. am the no guy in that. No, I didn't say no. I went, But <laughs> that's the truth, though. That is life. I mean, sometimes you just want to buy battery, yeah. right? Oh, you see? Why'd you hold back? Oh, because I got kids. It's just, sometimes I it's, it's it. easier for me to just pull the word out. So uh, then I can right. be like Oh, got it. No, I want it people to talk. Right.
1: Uh, no, you know what? Right. So there are times where I just wanna I wanna get my
0: car washed. That's all I wanna fucking right. do. I just wanna get my car washed. I'm sorry, your kids are gonna to what me. I call, That's that transitional thing. Like if I walk out of here when you're like the, when we were saying like when do you ask for why? When do you do this? When do uh-huh. you do this? Uh-huh. Like that's when, that's when I ask God, the idea is like, okay, I got to get to work. I get in my car. If I'm walking to my car mm-hmm. and a guy is like, Hey, I'll clean your windshield for I'm like, no, I'm sorry. Not right now because oh. I'm going, I'm transitioning. Yes. I'm transitioning. Right. So then right. I drive and I do this and I can do this. Right. And, and so that what you're talking about, but when I am in a situation where I am supposed to be present, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to be present for that guy though that is his job. I the know. Day, right? right. So if I'm working at Rite Aid, I am that guy. Yeah. And if you come to my place of work, I am the guy who's looking to yes and. So you don't, I don't think you have to feel bad about not being in a situation, but that's that guy's job. No. I, and, and, and I, I, felt I like... think that you should be able to say no because and there's that, a liberty and a freedom and no that allows you to have your energy for things that are more important and that goes back
1: to the transition that you had when you when you got out of the hospital yes. the idea of going i am going to be selfish in this moment because this yes. selfishness in the selfishness in this moment yes because what is going to happen then yes. what's next is going to be me taking care
0: of myself and my community of me yes and sometimes saying no to something if Group X wants me to coach them, and I write back to them and say, look, I'm really busy right now, and I just can't take this on right now, but I appreciate it. That's me saying no, because I honestly think they deserve better than someone who's going to be getting there with, I shouldn't have done this. My brain is swimming. I'm in a place of no – already and i can't compartmentalize but you won't know that until you're there until you do that you won't but know what you're hedging be. you're hedging your bets in a certain extent but you don't
1: even know what your bets are if you don't get in a situation like that where you go i, I well I, I do you still do i'm saying that instead of taking 10 bets you take five bets. got it so you're still experiencing the feeling of i shouldn't have done this no that's what i'm talking about
0: no i'm saying not anymore no, I'm saying. It was before. Right, right, right. Yes. But in
1: order for you to know what no, in order for you to know, K N O W, what no N O means, uh-huh. you have to have experienced, yes, getting yourself in, in yes. stuck, stuck in that situation. Not stuck, in that situation where you go, God is my witness, I will never go hungry again. I'm never going to do this again. Right. Um, I said no to something I think about five years ago there was a there's a guy who runs an acting studio down here and he said he's looking for an improv teacher say no so I met with him and it would required a lot of time and I just did not have the time and so I blew it off. I didn't blow it off. I said I can't do it, and he hired somebody He spray-painted his window. He was like, like, fuck you, right? How dare you ask me to do something that would be fun and make me money? Mm-hmm. So I didn't do it, and then two weeks ago, I get a phone call from his assistant saying, we're looking for somebody, and now I'm thinking, now I have the time to do it. So yesterday, I met with him, mm-hmm. and he said, I want you to have a home here for you to take everything that you do, and I will produce it, I will publicize it, I will promote it and you don't have to do anything. The chairs will be set up. The the billing will be done. You do it. Oh. At that time, I couldn't do that. My no at that moment was I didn't have the time. Right. But I met with him yesterday and he's like bring everything over. I'm like what the fuck just happened?
0: Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Everything happens when it's supposed to. So if you're busy trying to make Today, about tomorrow, then you 're not in today, you might as well be happy about today. You could have spent yeah that 's the point is that like it's it's if you can be in the moment, be present in the moment, things will unfold as they should let 's stop there how about that that it 's all about the matrix. I also would have been really mad at you if you had blown your wad with that guy, right? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to
1: ADD Comedy. For Dave Rosowski, I'm Ian Foley. For more information on Dave, you can go to his website at
0: www.davidrozowski.com or follow Dave on Twitter at D